0: I'm preparing the radio program for today, and looking at the calendar, it's 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 literally hard to believe that Christmas Eve is only what three days away, and and then we celebrate Christmas this Saturday. What a year 2021 has been, and we have to wonder what 2022 holds in store. Today on the program, we will look at some of the news stories we have been following on a regular basis here in the program. Plus, I'm going to bring a couple of more into the mix that I think are going to help you in understanding some of the deception that you've been experiencing as well. All that and a message of hope is a part of what is on today's broadcast. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Now, before I get into some of the news of the day, some of the stories we've been following together, and I have several that I'd like to give you an update. I want to just take a moment, if you don't mind. I think maybe this will be a great way to get the program started today. I was thinking last night, doing a little bit of research, thinking about people I haven't thought about in, in, in ages. People that I knew back in maybe college or high school, even elementary school. And, and where, have, where have they gone They're just a precious couple of of people that I'm able to keep track of over all these years. And if I go back a half century, 50 years ago, I was a high school senior. I just had started my my career in radio, being an on-air announcer. But 10 years before that, I was in the second grade. And I can remember this time of the year from maybe 1961 all the way up to the time that I graduated high school those, those 10 years. On most every Christmas Eve, I was involved in some kind of a church service. I was a boy soprano that eventually became kind of a tenor to a quasi-tenor and then down to a bass voice. It just It just works that way in life. And I can think back to those memories of that time in the 1960s where I'd be out late at night on Christmas Eve singing. And nobody was worried about viruses. We weren't even really worried about war. We weren't worried about as much as we are today. It was a more peaceful time. More, more Americans, I'm going to talk in terms of the United States and to a degree even Canada, United Kingdom, when you go back 50, 60 years ago. It was a different world. People had different priorities. Now, granted, we always are somewhat selfish. That's just a, that's human nature that needs to be overcome. But there was a different spirit and a different feeling. We were not near as divided 50 or 60 years ago as we are today, and I think that is when you look at everything. One of the greatest dangers that we will face in our world going forward allowing outside forces to divide us from each other. For example, here in the United States, we are divided in so many ways that go beyond just purely political. You have left and right, Republican, Democrat, independents, who knows where they're at. But there is this division, and we're not allowed to even associate with each other. At least, that's the narrative. There's yelling and screaming. There's horrific language used. Social media becomes defriending people, unfriending them, yelling. The vulgarity of language that I see on social media today is something that never would have been tolerated 40, 50, or 60 years ago. People just didn't act that way in public. I'm certain that some people acted that way among, quote, their close peers, but it was not acceptable language in a store, in a grocery store, in a business, in public transportation. Today, all bets are off. We've allowed ourselves to be divided. We've allowed our moral fabric to be ripped apart, and we've allowed individuals and even government to to destroy the foundations that hold a society together. And as we come into this time of Christmas, a Hallmark Channel movie is not going to fix anything. No more than the 2022 election will fix anything. As I said yesterday, and I've said for the last several weeks, I cast my first ballot in November of 1972, when I was legally able to vote. And I've been trying to fix things at the ballot box ever since. Have they really been fixed? Over 50 years? What makes you think this time will be different? It all begins by changing our hearts and our minds. It all begins with having a relationship with the Savior, Jesus Christ, who we celebrate his first coming this coming weekend. But those of us that know the Lord know that there is going to be a second and glorious coming. And the world will never be the same. Right now we are in this what I call temporal time and temporal war. Where there's so many news stories out there that consume our attention. And sometimes because of, and I'll admit this for my, my own part. We have been so obsessed on this program as many others and we need to to uncovering the truth about this pandemic and virus. It is something that we have had to do. Let's be honest. I hate to be this way at this time of the year, but Dr. Fauci is a liar. He is a political hack. He's an overpaid bureaucrat, and he doesn't care that he lies to you on a regular basis because it achieves his goal. I'm calling him out for what he is, a proven serial liar there are things that he knew 18 months ago two years ago but he won't admit to it he still denies his involvement with the creation of this virus that was unleashed on the world that has brought upon us this pandemic and he keeps changing his mind on protocol but it always has a message of gloom and doom do not do not get together with unvaccinated family members and and inquire about their booster status. You never know that Omicron variant may be running rampant and may destroy you in this holiday. You've been destroyed by those that created this virus who ought to be held accountable and taken before a court of law to face charges for what they did, not just to the United States, but to the entire world. Everybody that was involved in this project, this gain-of-function research, we now know that was the truth. We knew it a year ago, year and a half ago. But the official CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, and Fauci narrative was, no, it came from an old bat in Wuhan or somewhere near there or from hundreds of miles from there and got to some, you've heard the story. I'm not going to go back into it. I think 2022 here's where I have some hope. There's a lot of wrangling going on in the courts about the vaccine mandates for companies of 100 people or more. There's a lot of wrangling going on in the courts and one says yes, one says no, another says stay, another it's going to be it's going to be an interesting battle as we get into 2022. We're going to find out how conservative some of the uh, Supreme Court justices really are. Did we get snookered again? Or will some of these individuals stand up for constitutional uh, authority? Constitutional authority is not just given to agencies to make their own mind up of what they want to do today, tomorrow, or next month. They have limitations. We're going to find out more about those limitations as the days and weeks move forward and we'll see the narrative about the omicron narrative they keep trying to hype it up like it's going to be the killer virus of the christmas season in other words the grinch that stole christmas is back at it again dr fauci now president biden and others giving you this message of of fear and 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 stay home and and don't celebrate there's nothing worth celebrating right now because we have to deal with the omicron variant the truth is we do have a lot to celebrate this year and the one thing that the one message i keep waking up with in the middle of the night and i'm talking to other friends of mine and there's it, we're we're sensing that something is going to happen i really believe some of the truth is going to start coming out uncontrollably. And as it comes out like a flood, even the New York Times, even Dr. Fauci, even President Biden, even Chen Saki will have to admit the truth is the honest truth. They will try to deny it, they will try to bury it, they will try to subdue it. But in the end, in the end, I truly believe truth is going to prevail. I just there's something that is giving me hope inside. And during the program today, I'm going to tell you what I plan to do with this little reprieve that we get. Now, I want to take just a couple of moments to kind of review some stories we've been talking about in recent weeks. And we, we mentioned this, this concept, I think, several months ago. The term mass formation psychosis or mass formation I talked about it yesterday, last week, and I know that I've mentioned it a few times. But I really want to give you an understanding of what it is and why this is so vitally important. I had a listener that sent an email asking me to look into the Russia-Ukraine tension and, and what's going on there. We don't hear that much about it. And I'm going to be digging in a little bit today and probably in the days and weeks ahead, I'm going to start focusing on some other news stories beyond the virus. But the reason I want to mention the virus today is to talk about this one concept that really overrides into all of these stories that we're dealing with. This psychological condition known as mass formation psychosis, it is the way you can bring in totalitarianism, communism, Nazism, any of it, because the human rational mind, the average person, would reject the tenets of any of those type of governmental systems. They'll accept things they normally would not accept when you have what is called mass formation. See, an entire population, it's almost like hypnotic. That makes them willing to sacrifice anything, including their lives and their freedoms, because they fear something greater. Now, think about that for a second. We have had almost two years. We first heard about a coronavirus about two years ago. Didn't mean much as we were heading toward Christmas 2019. But increasingly, after the first of the year and into February, week by week, it ginned up just a little bit higher. There are four conditions that have to be met to make mass formation occur. And and if you look over the last 20 years, you can see how little pieces at a time it's come together. Remember this, the enemy of your soul has all the time in the world to accomplish his goal. Oftentimes, many Christians and many uh, conservative groups are looking for instantaneous results. We don't think in terms of the long, the long game. We don't. We're looking for, uh, think about those that want to plant a church. I want to plant a church today and have a new building by next month. It doesn't work that way. If the enemy of your soul, those that do the bidding of him, they don't care if they see it accomplished in their lifetime. They just want to see the steps going forward. So what are the things that it takes to have this mass psychosis happen? Well, number one, a lack of societal bonding. Okay? Today, because of social media, particularly as it's grown in the past 12 years, we are becoming more detached from normal social gatherings and activities there are a lot of people they can live their alter ego online and not have to face reality they don't truly bond socially with other people they really end up bonding sometimes with entities and frauds that's very true i mean it is what it is we, we see young people, they gather together to, to, to spend time with each other, but they look at their phones and their thumbs are busy texting somebody else or looking at their email or checking their Facebook page where their alter ego resides. And, and I know that social media has its benefits, but I can also see its danger. Now, Facebook is now known as Meta. Meta. And that's going to be an umbrella for a virtual world where I saw the creepiest video. You need to look it up. It is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Mark Zuckerberg walking around in this house and he says, and and in the future, when we go to work, we won't even have to leave the house. And he puts on these goggles and earphones. And suddenly the picture brings you into his virtual world that he is seeing. As he's walking around in a bathrobe in his house, he envisions himself at an office with his colleagues. And it seems all so real. He's talking to people that he's seeing and they're waving at each other as they go about their work in the virtual workspace. But see, nobody is there physically. There's no bonding. There's no reality of human touch or human presence. It's all fake. Because see, every one of these workers is either artificial intelligence or somebody else entering the virtual world with their goggles and earphones and microphone. And they walk around thinking they're somewhere they're really not. So a lack of social bonding and then for many experiencing life is meaningless and senseless. This has been a growing problem for quite a long time. We have we've diminished trades and things of value. And so people that have certain talents don't feel that they're useful in the marketplace. That's one thing. They don't feel they're good enough because we've been told how bad we are. We've never had real competition. Everybody wins. So what makes anything special? And then you add what happened about 19 months ago. Essential versus non-essential. Your job is needed and yours is not. You stay home and suffer, and the rest of us will carry on without you. Increasingly, those people find themselves meaningless and life senseless and and don't think that these lockdowns were not were not satanically designed to do just that people uh, people just trying to find what their purpose in life is and 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 with a with a country like the united states where the majority now have nothing to do with anything even remotely religious canada is even worse united kingdom we, we have nothing to grab onto. There is no rock of our salvation. There is no, no solid ground for our feet. It's sinking sand. And then we have this, number three, a widespread, free-floating anxiety and discontent. Now think about that for a moment. We have a lack of bonding, Life seems meaningless without purpose and senseless. We just kind of go day to day. And now they're trying to make it a virtual world. We have this widespread free-floating anxiety and discontent. People aren't happy in what they do. Used to be people would find a career and they would find, well, they'd find enjoyment. They'd find fulfillment it would pay for their needs and they would they would enjoy their families together and now too many families are just going their separate ways how many people sit down and have dinner at a table anymore very few and very rarely maybe we do that at thanksgiving we might do it at christmas we might do it at you know some other holiday i can remember as a child we always sat down for dinner every night as a family my mother my father my older brother David, my younger sister Marie, we'd sit at a table and nobody grabbed or did anything until we stopped and said grace and thanked God for the food that was on our table. And nobody dived into dessert. Nobody just picked up and ran off because I'm finished unless they were excused from that table. We had family bonding, but even that's been demolished by social media. It's been demolished by work schedules. It's been demolished by this desire to have McMansions and bigger and newer cars. And so we have all this anxiety and when you just add the coronavirus mix to it, the fear of your life or getting sick or losing your job, What you know, we, we have this discontent because things are just not right. Will they ever get back to normal? Maybe if we all take the vaccine, it'll go back to normal. That's not happening. We've been taking the vaccine. Many people have and people are, we have more people dead since the vaccine than we did the year before. Allegedly from Corona. Now we're finding out That the uh, vaccines and a booster are meaningless in terms of the Omicron variant. But then again, the Omicron variant is not near as deadly. While it it spreads faster, it's not really killing anybody. Though those that want to hold on to their power will try to convince and scream at you otherwise, stay home or you will die of Omicron. It's just not happening. The numbers aren't there. And lastly, we have this frustration and aggression. Now that one is showing up a lot more. Frustration and aggression. We are frustrated with our government. We are frustrated with everything around us. Nothing is right. We have shipping problems now because of stupidity at government levels. And people get frustrated. Why can't we make things work like we used to? Why is this such a problem? Why is this so difficult? And you see it in the way people even drive their car today. They fly down residential streets. They they weave in and out of traffic. They're just full of aggression and frustration. Life to them stinks. They they have discontent. They have no foundation. All of these things, no societal bonding, so they have no filter on their life or their tongue, the things that they say, the things that they do, the way that they act. And their life just shows a level of frustration and anger that doesn't go away. Now, see, once these four conditions become widespread in any society or country or even region, this kind of mass formation can easily occur. Because you don't really understand what it is. And what you're being told is, we have a solution uh, for you. If you just do it our way, we'll give you bonding, we'll make life great, we'll give you meaning, we'll take away all the things that are giving you anxiety and frustration. We will fix it for you. And so people begin to believe a lie. It's in this kind of a world that this totalitarianism can rise and thrive go back to Nazi Germany. I'll do this very quickly. All they had to do was say that all your problems are caused by this group of people and that group of people, hate them and we can make life better for you. And it worked. By making life miserable, by making people fearful and then giving them a way to get out of the the stuff that they've imposed on you, people will surrender their rights and their freedoms. They say in, in post-World War II East Germany, the East Germans could have easily overcome the East German government, but they didn't. Because there was such a carefully orchestrated fear put into society. The Stasi, which would be knocking on the doors, you know, of those dissenters. There were far more people in East Germany that wanted freedom than those that wanted to take it away. But by using fear and using uh, people to talk and, and rat out on other people, as the as a term would be, people just kept silent. They just went about their lives trying to just just to get by. So. One of the big keys to one of the things that you can use to break this, and this is what we are in a mass formation now in the United States. We are death. Australia is beyond it. But see, it never hits 100 percent of the population. You only need to get about half or more on board and you have mass formation in some places, 70, 75 percent. Let's put it this way. If you really were to break it down. You have 25 to 30% of the population that is thoroughly bought into the lie, 100%, every aspect. They, they, their, their reason, their ability to think has been compromised. They can't see the truth anymore. Then you have about 30% that completely see the truth, completely understand what's going on. Well, that makes up 60%. It's that 40% in the middle that remain silent for fear of being, uh, shall we say, ostracized, called out, having to be accountable. And they just do nothing but follow along. They they go along to simply get along. Look at the American Revolution. It wasn't 50 or 60 percent for it. It was just a small number for and a small number against it. The rest were in the mushy middle, as we call it today. These people become hypnotized with a fear. And the fear of the virus is is the one they're using now. And to break that, we need to get people to understand the virus is not the thing to fear. It's what these governments are doing with this virus to destroy and control your life, your livelihood, your children's lives, and the freedoms that go along with it. When you have governments talking about vaccine passports, you can't travel by air. You can't do this. You can't do that unless you comply. Unless you take a vaccine that has been proven not to do anything. Really, it, it doesn't stop you from getting or spreading. The claim is it might, and I, I reiterate that very carefully, it might reduce the symptoms in some people but it does nothing to stop you from getting or spreading the virus. So so why are we trying to administer this to little children? But you have parents that are so bought into the mass formation and they believe the lie. They believe the lie because somehow they believe the lie and if everybody conforms to the lie, then everything in the world will get better. It never will. It never will. People need to be dehypnotized, and it can be done when they find something to fear even worse than the virus. When we finally realize the virus is something we can deal with and control, not the way we've been told, but we we really can treat it. We've been lied to about that. Most of you that listen to this program probably know people like I do that have been successfully treated. We know those that were improperly treated and and how it impacted their health. And the only person I know personally that died in any of this was one who died from the vaccine, not from COVID. And that's in a large group of friends. Now, I know we're not going to get into the numbers like, oh yeah, but I heard my had this friend, there's a lot of distortion in these numbers. I'm not going to even address it today. I may get back into that maybe next week. We need to find something that is a greater enemy to us than a so-called virus that came out of a lab created by mad idiots like Fauci and company and all their money. Dr. Ralph Barrick and, and uh, Peter Dazak of EcoHealth Alliance and all this way they funneled money around and they're trying to cover themselves. They created this monster. They've lied about this monster. They keep changing their minds how to deal with this monster. This is the Franken virus they created. And we need to start fearing those who create viruses and create lack of freedom in our lives more than we fear a virus. Those that dissent, like myself, we need to join together and make it really understandable that these fence sitters who are not, you know, these people that are just not sure, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, and they they can't make their mind up. They need to know that there are rational people out there that have not bought into this narrative, and there is an alternative than going along with the totalitarians that really want to have a super impact in your life. There's a video out there. If you want to look for it, I would suggest you do while you can find it. Dr. Robert Malone, he's the inventor of the mRNA technology and the DNA uh, vaccine platform, who doesn't think we should be using this for this particular purpose. How about that? The inventor of this thinks it's a terrible idea to use this for a coronavirus vaccine. There are good purposes, but this is not one of them. And he explains how the Nazi Party pulled it off in the 30s, how it's been pulled off successfully worldwide. Now, remember, I want you to think about this for a second. There's a survey that went out not long before the pandemic even began. And 25% of the people responded they didn't even have one single close friend. Not one. 25%. Twenty-five percent, and and another twenty-five percent had very few friends or just acquaintances. Now these lockdowns just made it worse. And when you're faced with circumstances that don't make sense, well, you begin to find life meaningless and purposeless and senseless. Back in 2012 a survey showed that 63% of people are just basically sleepwalking through their workday. They have no passion anymore in their work. They really don't care what they do. They just do it because they have to. So no fulfillment. And then the things that happened, the questions around the presidential election, the changes in election law. We've had all this more division, division, division. And they keep keep the pressure on each and every one of us. And over time, we've seen it in Australia, we've seen it in Austria that's going back to its Nazi roots to even play the game they're playing with demanding the vaccine. The Bible says, and I've said it before, and I want you just to remember this on a daily basis. There are those that will willingly and wanting, they'll want to believe the lie. And, uh, and God gives those people over to literally mass insanity and delusion. You know, we, we've heard that saying before. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, after a year of injecting vaccines and realizing they don't work, they have bad side effects, they try to cover up. And now we're talking booster and more boosters and maybe two more boosters then another set of shots, maybe three in all for those for the Omicron variant. So at eight or nine shots sometime into next year, when do we decide that this doesn't work? When when do the folks in Israel or other parts of the world that are literally they vaccinated the entire society, but people are still dying in the hospital. More more numbers now that they're vaccinated than before. When does the light turn on? Or are they that blinded to the truth? When will the scales fall off their eyes? There's a lot of work to be done. And when we get back on the other side of the break, I'm going to share some thoughts on that. Now, before this month of December ends and here we are basically we are two thirds of the month of December I'm trying to assess how you are listening to the program are you listening strictly as a podcast I need to know if you're listening on radio shortwave or domestic let me know I really am trying to get a handle on the best times of the day so there are a couple of things you can do if you're listening on shortwave Just tell me roughly where you live. Like, I live in Arizona or I live in New York, upstate New York, something, whatever. You don't even have to tell me precisely where. And I listen on the frequency of 9395 or 5950 or, or whatever. And just basically the time of day where you listen. Maybe you listen to KVOH. And you can let me know that as well. And some other stations. And that'll help me discern the best times, maybe suggest when is a good time for you to listen and also where you're located so I can begin to to put together a a strategy going into 2022. It may take till February to finish it out, but maybe we can add some airings that reach your area at a time that is better for people to listen. If you'll do that, you can send me an email directly, Bob at truth the number two ponder dot com, Bob at truth the number two pondercom dot com. I am not building up any kind of an email list. I will not be sending you endless emails just because you wrote me. I'm I may reply to you directly one time, but I'm not I'm not harvesting email addresses. Just don't think I want to do that. I'm a little bit more, I I don't have to play the marketing game all the time. But I will mention, if you can help us pay the airtime for January, which is coming up shortly, if you will help us by making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio, and mail it to Truth2Ponder, and the address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's five seven five three. Highway 85 North, number 3248. And our city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder.
1: With Bob Beerman. Why was Messiah born in Bethlehem? The answer from the rabbis. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, in the ancient Jewish rabbinical writings of the Mishnah, it's recorded that in the time of the Second Temple, the only place where you were allowed to keep flocks in the land of Israel was in the wilderness, with one exception. There was one kind of lamb that could be born and raised in the land of Israel and not in the wilderness the lambs that were destined for the temple sacrifices. You realize what this means? In the gospel of Luke, it records that there were shepherds watching their flock by night in the region of Bethlehem. Now put it all together. Bethlehem was in Israel, not in the wilderness. And there were shepherds and sheep in Bethlehem. Therefore, according to the Mishnah, the lambs born in Bethlehem were being raised for the temple, to be the temple lambs, the Passover lambs, the lambs for the sacrifice on the altar of God. In fact, Bethlehem was only a few miles from Jerusalem, the place of the temple. Put it all together, why was Messiah born in Bethlehem? Well, he was born as the Lamb of God, the temple lamb, the sacrifice lamb, the Passover lamb, the lamb that would die to redeem our lives on the altar of God. So what more perfect town for the Lamb of God to be born than the same town where the lambs of God, the sacrificial lambs of God were being raised. And who more perfect to greet the birth of the Lamb of God than the shepherds, whose job it was to attend the birth of every temple lamb born for the sacrifice. So a new reason to give thanks for Bethlehem, the birthplace of the temple lambs and of the Lamb of God, who came into this world to die for you, to wash you, to forgive you, to heal you, to redeem you, and to give you eternal life on the altar of God. Want more? Ask for Bethlehem now. How'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? How about just move mountains? Well, you can. With Sapphire's the super spiritual supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God, plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all free. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. It's all you do and you'll be blessed. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. But call now, 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to join with me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Before. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Hase Elohim, the Lamb of God.
0: This is is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition this Tuesday before Christmas in 2021. I was just thinking during the break. We've been doing this program now about 16 months, more or less, close to it. We started the program at the end of August of 2020. And this program, as I mentioned yesterday, was birthed because I had been watching the narrative play out and too many too many things I was hearing were just not adding up. They would say this but the truth was over here. They would say this but it's not quite true. They would say this and it just didn't feel right. And people running around in just abject fear like I've never seen in my 67 years on this planet. Now granted in 1962, as a little child, I may not have fully understood the Cuban Missile Crisis, but I didn't. I didn't see people running around as afraid then as they as now. We've seen a lot in this world, and I know from the time that I left home to go on to school, and then get married, and then you know all that goes with life. I've never seen anything like this any any time. Period. Just haven't. And yet the numbers, you know, to hear... Remember, we were, we were working off numbers given to us back in February of 2020 that turned out to be bogus, phony, and fraudulent. Yet we're still acting like it's the same numbers. Once again, heart disease, cancer, and many other things out there kill more people every day than coronavirus ever did on its worst day. Coronavirus... And once again, did you die of or with? And and that's a whole other story for another day. I'm not going to talk about it. But people act like that, you know, one in five people are going to die of corona in my town. If I, and that's why I've got to wear a face diaper. And that's why I've got to do this. That's why I've got to take a vaccine. That's why I'll take endless boosters. They, they've been caught up in the mass formation. And all this time, while they're running around worrying about survival, they, they're not seeing the greater picture around them. Like a listener wrote last over the weekend. And I, I read it and I'm, I'm thinking about how to deal with this particular program, this particular topic. How much time does CNN or MSNBC spend on the virus and everybody getting vaccinated and, and how only the kooks out there, you know, the keepers of the odd knowledge would never touch the stuff? And divide us. They spent a lot of time on that. They spent a lot of time on how Biden is going to fix the world and how we're going to build back better. We're going to build back broke at the rate we're going. But you don't hear, there's one story that's out there that, that you hear in some places, but you're really not getting the whole story. And it's going to take a little time to really dig into this story and talk to people that have been following it more closely You know, in Europe right now, there's a deep concern because Russia is building up troops along the border with the Ukraine. And that's been going on for a while. That's been going on primarily because even more. I mean, listen, we know that uh, Vladimir Putin has wanted to annex the uh, that whole region into Mother Russia. That's been kind of the goal for a long time and there's some theological things I'll get into regarding the orthodox churches in Russia, Ukraine, and other regions and and how that is coming into the picture as well as I'm just trying to really read it and make sure that I I can explain it to you without confusion. But there's something going on. And and during the time of the Trump administration, as much as Vladimir Putin would have loved to have uh, done what he did, like an annex in annexing Crimea uh, years ago, and back, you know, back in 2014. I mean, he knew that the government of the United States would never stand, never challenge him in 2014. Who was president? Who was vice president in 2014? And then when, when Trump took office in early 2017, after winning in 2016, there's been no real effort to try to you know you the ukrainian let's face it ukraine has got a, a lot of issues we know there's a lot of corruption in in ukraine we know that and a lot of companies and people and individuals and politicians made a lot of money out of the ukraine we've all heard of the president's son hunter biden making all those hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on a, a board for a natural gas company and knew nothing about any of it. None of it. That was a political payoff. We understand that. So corruption, we've known corruption, uh, corruption is rampant. But see, Russia never tried to go in there to take it back. Because say it held it at one point. Because they knew that the president at that time and, and also NATO would stand up to that. But see, after the Biden administration completely botched getting us out of Afghanistan, leaving how many people behind? And they don't want to talk about that. We've left people behind. We shut down our base before we got people out. We, we shut it down trying to get out of a public airport. Whoever designed that mission designed it to fail. Or they didn't design it to fail. They're so incompetent so incompetent. Yeah, Lloyd Austin, you are incompetent. You have no business being at the Pentagon, period. General Thoroughly Modern Millie, you need to be fired. You need to be court-martialed. You need to be put on trial for what you did. As you're worrying about critical race theory, we left Americans behind in Afghanistan that we promised to get out. You completely blew and botched the mission. In the past, that would have meant court-martialing. But no, because we're in the politically woke era, we, we can mess up and who cares. And so, don't think that people in Russia don't see the incompetence of the Biden administration on full display. They do. They know we have a bumbling, weak president in the United States. You can't trust them. We're so fixated on a virus. We're so fixated on vaccinating people uh, who work in places that don't need it. We're so busy divided here, and and we've messed up. And they they don't care. Oh yeah, we yeah we screwed up the leaving of Afghanistan. So what what, what does it matter? It's kind of like Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make? Makes a big difference. See, the world now sees weakness. And while we're so busy being divided among ourselves, this is my point of what I was talking about in the first segment, while we're under this mass hypnosis of the coronavirus, the evil players of this world are going to exercise and flex their muscle and push the envelope to see how if we're going to push back. Well, A barrage of words out of a bumbling fool's mouth that can't get things correct is going to be ignored and laughed at. And so we have all these troops on the border now. On the border between Russia and the Ukraine. And what will U.S. officials do about it except maybe stomp their feet and then decide, we're done we we can't change it so we're just going to let it we're just going to leave leave it be it wasn't long ago the president spoke with with Mr. Putin about the tensions and that was just you know about a week about a week and a half ago and the white house had said that they warned off the russian leader from any invasion well yeah probably for now I, i'm afraid honestly as we become more divided as a nation and this incompetent administration keeps playing the insanity game, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It is a reprobate administration. Let's be honest about it. It is an earth-worshipping, which means reprobate administration. Biden lies through his teeth, and he claims to be a good Catholic, a practicing Catholic. I didn't know that meant you lied to every, about you make up events that never occurred, things you never did. So... We have a weak president. We have a weak administration. We have a very weak Congress, and we have a totally down-the-middle divided Senate. What a perfect time for, uh, for Putin to, to push the pressure to take over the Ukraine. What are we going to do? Are we going to fight back? I doubt it. I doubt it. As much as Biden would like to claim he could de-escalate this, And he assured the Ukrainian president that his country and other eastern flight nations would be included in the discussions. I'm telling you, while they can warn of severe consequences, these who's going to back them up? What if Russia does invade and take take over the Ukraine? And you have to understand one thing you may be missing. There are a lot of people in the Ukraine that would like no would love to be back as a part of Russia. They do. And so they'll come in, and they'll you know, Russia will put in a puppet for them. So what's happening? Well, Russia doesn't say much, but there's about a hundred and seventy-five thousand troops that should be there by the early part of 2022, just weeks away. And we see that from images from spy satellites. We, you know, it's obvious there's a there's a military buildup. And if Russia decides to pursue the confrontation, well, will there be serious con- consequences? Well, ours, our are very weak Secretary of State. Antony Blinken says that, you know, he's going to meet with a with a Russian foreign minister. Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. I guess the big question for many is, will will Russia actually invade Ukraine sometime next year? And, and U.S. officials are saying things like, well, we don't know whether they will. Um, will, will Moscow press ahead after the first of the year? There, there's a lot going on there. And, and like I say, it's going to affect when you look at the entire world, government, and system. This is just another piece of the puzzle. Coronavirus is one piece over here. What's going on with China and Taiwan is another piece on the other side of the world. Countries like Australia locking down in fear. Another piece of the puzzle from another part of the world. Canada, you name it, UK, all the fear of the Omicron variant, which is nothing really to fear by comparison to anything that has come down the pike any time during this pandemic before. And now Russia amassing troops at the border. Now, I ran into this other story, and I want to just take literally a minute or two just to give you some highlights so you can understand something else in the background that many people are missing about this entire this entire situation, especially in the Ukraine. And this has to do with what is considered the Orthodox or Eastern Orthodox churches. Now, people may not understand this historically if, I, if I've if i read this correctly over the years, as Christianity spread into the Slavic regions, Ukraine, and all that region that was adjacent to Russia. Christianity spread from the Ukraine into Russia at one time. And we're talking way, way back in history. And now for the first time, we're seeing... Kind of, there's the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, and there's the Russian Orthodox Church, and we're seeing for the first time a division occurring between these two church bodies, and that's, I think, that is telling that there's a realignment occurring. Now, I'm going to have to talk to somebody that is a little bit more familiar with the Eastern Orthodox Church and its and its footprint on the world. And what this means. So the Ukrainian church is now on the verge of breaking away and and threatening uh, President Putin's imperial project in a direct and unintended consequence of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. So there's a spiritual component tied up into all this as well. And and I'm going to need to get somebody to really clarify it into into simplicity. Uh, The Russians, by the way, are not happy in terms of the Russian church, and they're threatening to break away entirely with the mother church. Now, remember, there was an east-west divide in the year 1054, and this division of the Russian Orthodox Church breaking away from the rest of the Eastern Orthodox Church, hey, that, that, that could be something... Uh, to watch and look at. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Many of us don't fully understand what it means. Um, But I'm telling you, there's something happening, and, and I think it's of a biblical nature, and I think we're about to see some of God's plan unfold before our very eyes. The problem here in the Western world United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United States, Germany, uh, Austria, France, you're going to miss it because you're spiritually dead. You've been spiritually dead for decades. And as a result, none of this will mean anything except to the remnant church that is still standing as all this unfolds. And it'll be like, you know, voices crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Even in Jesus' time, John the Baptist didn't convert the entire region, probably very few. Jesus only went to those communities where the, those disciples that he had gathered at first, the, the, the 70 that went out two by two, or they're, they're the ones that went to all the communities. And wherever the peace of God descended upon them, that's where Jesus went. I think the church in America is about to go through a very unique time. Now, I'm not sure what day I'm going to get to that. That's just one of the topics I really want to get into in in the days ahead. Tomorrow I've got, maybe on Thursday, I've got some stuff that I want to share as we get just before Christmas. Next week we'll spend some time remembering this year and try to tie it together. And how do we prepare ourselves spiritually, emotionally, physically, and otherwise for what I think is going to be a year of opportunity and a year of absolutely unprecedented challenges, the likes I think we have never seen before. Something else I'll probably share maybe on Thursday. You know, This decline in people and trades. I saw an interesting article the other day. A radio station in a major market in California cannot find a chief engineer. They may have to hire somebody from India because they can't find anybody. There's, there's quite a there's, there's something really wrong in our nation today. You can't find skilled labor. People do not want to work. People are living in fear, and all of this is going to come into play in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, many rural churches in the United States, I'm reading an article in a, in a publication, a lot of these pastors in small churches in the countrysides, like in Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas, even in Michigan and Missouri, you name it, Texas. And a lot of these small towns, as these pastors retire, as they are getting older, there's nobody to replace them what few people are coming out of the seminaries especially in some of the larger denominations so even the biblical ones they're looking for you know a larger church and all of a sudden you know little east Alley creek baptist church near tokoa georgia doesn't seem interesting anymore and so we're going to have a clergy shortage we're going to have a shortage of skilled labor and trades And I think it's time we begin to discuss a parallel society. If God grants us this little time of respite next year, we better be for using it. If we don't, it'll be to our own peril. Tomorrow on the broadcast, it should be Jim Calhoun sitting in. I'll be doing some work in Okeechobee, Florida, just prior to Christmas. Uh, For a day or two And and I really appreciate him stepping up tomorrow I mean on Thursday We're going to pick up with some of this And tie it all together And then come Christmas Eve We're going to change gears entirely As we focus on the first coming Of Jesus Christ And think about his second And most glorious arrival For those that listen to The weekend program On radio there will be a special uh, Christmas memories program as well And then we'll get back to, I'm not taking a vacation like Sean Hannity and others. (laughs) I don't take time off like that. I don't take it by by the week or or two weeks. We'll be back next week too. If you believe in our ministry and can you help us out as we try to get the bills paid for January, uh, consider making a check out to Ancient Word Radio. You can mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That's number 3248. We are in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. 32536. That's Crestview, Florida. 32536. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com.